Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast. Each week, your host, Casey Haston, Director of Recruiting at VIP, will bring you valuable insights from thought leaders, introduce you to incredible companies, and bring you tips for landing your dream job from our team of executive recruiters at VIP. And now, Casey Haston. Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast, a podcast devoted to adding value to your career or candidate search, brought to you by VIP. I'm your host, Casey Haston. I'm an executive recruiter, director of recruiting with VIP, and your all-around hiring guru. And you know, I love to bring you interesting guests, so I think you're really going to like this one today. So let's just get right to it. So today on the show, I'd like to welcome Diane Halfman, consultant, trainer, podcaster, and a former undercover cop in San Diego. After retiring from the police department, Diane took her years of experience along with her master's in human resources management and certification as a life coach to pioneer the creation of her own company called Spa Life, which stands for Seek Power Always. Diane is here today to help our job seekers be more self-aware and avoid accepting a role out of desperation. How many of us have done that? Diane, I am so excited to be talking to you today. Oh, Casey, thanks for having me. It's always good to be with you. Oh, we have so much fun. And we're going to try to stay on topic today and not go down any rabbit holes. So, <laughs> hey, so one of the questions I like to ask, and I'm going to be quite honest with you. I don't know the answer to this question. I don't remember. How did we get connected? Laura. Laura, Laura DiBendito. Yes. She's like the master connector. Yes. I can't believe that I forgot that. I, and usually I'm really good about checking that ahead of time. And, you know, and I, I keep a networking book. Do you have one of those? I do. In fact, in my phone, I always put next to, how did I meet this person? Exactly. It's so important. And you know, what's even more fun for me is when I'm looking at that connection and I said, you know, referred by Laura DeBenedetto who was referred by Frank Agan, you know, and you kind of start going back that trail and you're like, wow, all yeah. of these connections because I met one person. So much Definitely. fun. And so important when you're, especially anytime, I don't care what you're doing, if you're job seeking or even if you're in a good career, you should always be networking. Right, right. And we also get to realize how small the circle is. I can't tell you, like, I would meet somebody like 20 years ago, and then I'll meet like their sister somewhere, and then their husband somewhere. And, you know, it's really interesting when those connections start connecting. Absolutely. It's so much fun. I, I, I told my team when I was still running a team, I told them, I was like, it's a small world after all. Be nice to everybody you meet. <laughs> Right. So. And I try and remember a face because I'm like, okay, did I network with this person or did I arrest this person? Oh. Like, what's this look like? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's pretty true. So, I mean, that, so that really leads me to my first question. You know, I, tell me about yourself and how did you move from being an experienced undercover cop to where you are now? Oh, thanks, Casey. You know, I did not plan on being a police officer. In fact, when I retired, I actually didn't tell people about it because, you know, there was just, I wanted to just leave that part of my life behind. I mean, it was so crazy, not only just working uniform patrol, you think, you know, 911, it's like, you know, drama and trauma, you know, all day long, uh, working undercover prostitution, we were hunting a serial killer. So, you know, these were not light subjects for every day. And so by the time I retired, I was ready to just do something completely different. And it was actually in, with one of my mentors who said that you, know, you have so much experience that 
people have no idea of what you've learned on the street, you know, how is it that you can take that into the next chapter of your life? And people would always ask me questions and advice on things and how would you handle this and how do you walk into a situation? And I started really looking at, well, these are skills that help us in business, you know, being able to trust your own gut, to be able to read a room, to be able to maneuver through fear. I mean, all of these type of things are things that entrepreneurs can really, you know, uh, help them to master these things so that whenever they walk into anything, if they are, you know, accepting a job or they're doing business with somebody, you want to make sure that you are prepared and how to interact with people. You know, that is so amazing. And I'm so glad you brought that up and how it can apply in the workplace. Um, interestingly enough, my uh, my boyfriend travels quite internationally and sometimes to not quite safe places. And so like every few years, they have to take a class on this, on situational awareness. And they talk to them about that, about trusting their gut and about paying attention to that gut. So I think that that's what you're doing for the business community is so amazing, especially using all those years of experience as an undercover cop. Thank you. Thank you for your service, but thank you for your service today too. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. You know, one thing it kind of remind me of is, you know, a lot of times people look at what they've done prior to a job that they're showing up to and go, well, you know, that doesn't really apply. Like I was, I worked as a waitress or, you know, I worked in something that feels unrelated. Nothing's unrelated. You talked with people, you connected with people, and this is something that helps you no matter what you do. There's a through line in how you interact with people. I mean, it would seem totally unrelated that I worked as an undercover prostitute, that I worked as a, a police officer, that I was a single mom, that I was consulting with people and then speaking on stages. Like people would be like, how does that even all work together? Well, I'm the same person, right? And so you are that same person and you bring all of your experience, which makes you unique because of how you showed up and that shows up no matter what you're doing. Oh, I love what you just said there. That's amazing. You're, and, and I think too, even though you're in those different scenarios, you still have to kind of show up as your authentic self, right? Maybe not so much as the undercover cop. I don't know. That's a little <laughs> different. So we're not going to talk about that. So, okay. But when you do show up, you need to show up with confidence, right? And you define confidence as feeling the fear and doing it anyways. What are some tips you have to help people increase their confidence? Well, you know, I think, you know, do, just doing things that are outside your comfort zone is really helps you do that. And it's like how you do one thing is how you do anything. So think about something that maybe is challenging, maybe a challenging conversation. And maybe you practice this with your kids or your significant other or a best friend where you're having difficult conversations. Uh, you're doing something that is, you know, challenging for you. Uh, maybe you're trying something new. It's a new sport or a new hobby, just anything new challenges us because we're getting out of our comfort zone. And the more we do those kind of things, we start getting comfortable with being uncomfortable because there's always going to be change. There's always going to be things that, that went on. I didn't have anything in my background uh, that prepared me before I went to the police academy. I had never shot a gun before. I had never really dealt with uh, you know, any type of crime. I mean, it wasn't until I really got thrown into some of these scenarios that there was a lot of on-the-job training and there was a lot of being able to recognize 
what was happening and being able to talk to people. And once you get the skill where you can really build on your communication skills and you can really start noticing what are things that trigger you. And this is a great example to do. You don't want to you know, practice this right when you walk into like a job interview. You want to practice this every day. If you're walking into a coffee shop or a restaurant, right? You want to be able to see, is the person in front of you, are they comfortable? Are they uncomfortable? What could you say to make them you know, more comfortable. What are the things that trigger you that you actually fear fear or that you feel the fear? Because when you have awareness of what makes you afraid, you can then start, you know, almost like looking outside of yourself as an observer and go, isn't that interesting that I'm scared of that? Or that that is something that is fearful of me. What if, if I was like a, somebody who was not fearful of this, what would I do? Right? Because mm. you got to want to break that cycle of assuming that you're just automatically going to be afraid of something, when you start asking better questions, like, if I was afraid of this, how could I approach this differently? How could I ask different questions? And a lot of times we notice fear because of how our body is, right? We have a shortness of breath or we feel, you know, anxiety or things. But, you know, our body doesn't necessarily know the difference between if we are feeling anxiety or we're feeling excitement because the same type things are happening within our system. So when we notice that we are feeling afraid or scared, you want to give yourself some space. You want to be able to take like a deep breath. People don't realize, you know, we hear this all the time. Oh, take a deep breath. But you don't necessarily realize or look behind it that when you take a deep breath, you are bringing more oxygen to your brain. And then you are able to calm down. You're able to access the pearls of wisdoms that you want to share. If you have shortness of breath, you can't think clearly. And then you're not articulating what it is that you want to say. So, I mean, I tend to talk fast. So a lot of times for even myself, I'll be like, okay, take a deep breath. I can give myself a moment so that I can speak more clearly and I can show up more present. So having an awareness of when you are feeling fearful and you start observing what you're doing and you start asking yourself better questions, you can then start doing things to shift how you're showing up. So much in what you just said that I'm not even sure where to start. So, I, But I do want to say that I love what you said about, you know, taking that step into fear and then that helps you be a little bit braver and take that next step. And, and, and as you were saying all that, I was stepping back to when I first started my personal brand. And even before that, I was invited to go on a podcast. I'd never been on a podcast before. This was several years ago. And I was like, I, I don't know what to do. I fretted about it. I was like, okay. And it was a video podcast, right? My very first one. I had no idea what the questions were going to be, nothing. you know. And so I went on the show, even though I was scared, but... Now that I, I may have been more excited than I was anxious and just not able to tell the difference. But I mean, that has led that that one action has led to so much success in my life because then I thought, well, if I can do that, then I can do this and I can do this. And now I'm doing all that, you know? Right. Right. Well, and it's helpful to, you know, look at sometimes we think of a fearful situation as it's unique in and of itself, right? Like maybe you've not gone to a job interview before. And so you're thinking, okay, I'm really afraid because it's an unknown, right? Well, everything's an unknown until you actually do it. So if you can kind of pre-think before you go there, what is something that has been challenging to you, something that you were afraid to do, but you actually were successful in it? 
right? So, you know, maybe you went to a class, maybe it was a first date with somebody, you know, maybe it was something with your kids. Like you want to start thinking about what are those success things that you've done because you use those same skills, right? And so when you start looking at, well, what worked when I was in a fearful situation, like what happened? Um, and also things that didn't work, right? Because mm -hmm. it's just as important to look at what things didn't work for you to be able to look at, okay, I wanna look at this differently. So for instance, when we're rushed, right? When we rush to get into something, we're running late or something's going on, then that gets our anxiety up a little bit. It affects you know, our breathing. We, we aren't always present. So particularly when you're going to a job interview, you want to get there way early. You don't want to worry about there's traffic or, you know, there's other things going on. And, you know, even if you do get there closer to the time, give yourself, even if it's just one minute to have deep breaths, get really clear on what's the one thing that you want to make sure that, that they hear about you. Uh, and really show up in a way that, because people read your energy. And if you're mm -hmm. showing up, overwhelmed or stressed out or fearful, people are going to pick up on that. So no matter what job there is, you're here to serve people, right? You're here to help in that role and what it is. So if you already show up and you have a smile on your face, you're very calm and present, you may notice like, uh, you know, it may be one person that you're interviewing with, or it may be a panel. If it's a panel, you want to look and see, are they looking down in writing? Are they having eye contact with you? Does it look like some things are going on? take a moment and connect with that person, right? Because when you're connecting with them, they're going to give you some grace that you are a person that is present and that it matters to you. I, yes, absolutely. And I wholeheartedly agree with you about the energy. That's one of the things I coach, you know, my candidates on before they go on an interview is like, you know, don't, don't go in there desperate. Like you've got to have this job because if you do, they're going to see that and desperate's not pretty, you know? Right. They, nobody wants to hire that. And, but I also want to talk about the breath work that you were talking about. And it doesn't take much, but I, I think truly what you said that I think is so important is that it, it brings you into the present. And that's where we want to be. And I mean, like even you and I, we were kind of joking, but really we weren't. I mean, we were sitting there taking some deep breaths together before we came on the podcast, not because we're anxious, but because we wanted to be present. We wanted to be centered so that we could have this great conversation for our audience. And I knew it was going to be wonderful. Um, so kind of going back to what you were talking about, about people, you know, you know, think about a time that something has worked or think about a time that it didn't work. But a lot of times things don't work because people second guess themselves. So right. why, why do people do this? Right. Well, when you second guess yourself, then you're not trusting yourself, right? And you, a lot of times we look to other people like somebody else knows better than we mm -hmm. do. But you got to think about if you're showing up for a position on something, they want to hire you because of your life experience, because of what you bring to the table. And so an interview is really showing someone how you show up in the world. And so when you show up in a way where you're not confident about what you're sharing and what you're doing, and they see that second guessing, people are going to translate that as you're going to second guess when you're working with them, right? That you're not somebody who is a leader. And regardless of whether the position you're going through is a leader, everyone is a leader. Mm -hmm. You're leading someone, right? You're showing up as, as yourself to do that. And so it's important that when you're, when you're talking to someone that you get really clear about uh, what your values are, 
what you offer, what your strengths are. Uh, if you uh, have a clear weakness that you feel like they're going to ask you about, you want to be able to address that and ask, you want to look at how is that weakness can, can be an asset, right? And so instead of showing up as being fearful in all of these things, you've got to look at what's the upside of all the fears that I have, like, and what is the possibility of some of the things that, that they could ask uh, and, and what does that actually look like? So it's just important that when you're there, you're also interviewing them, right? Yes. It's a two-way street. It's not like you're they're deciding your, your fate. You get to make a choice on whether or not that is a good fit for you. So you want to make sure, particularly if they ask you, do you have any questions or, you know, there's anything specific, you want to engage with them to show that, hey, I'm not just looking to work anywhere. I'm, I'm a confident person. You know, it's, when you have those conversations with them, they start realizing, can I trust this person, right? And so part of fear is going up where you're showing up as, as a solid person. And that is something that when it comes to fear, are you someone that leans forward? And even if it feels scary, that it's like you're willing to explore it and take it apart and break it down? Because a lot of times things look so scary all over the place. Like I've walked into, you know, scenes where, you know, there's been shooting or yelling or different things that go on. And so you have to take a deep breath in any situation and be like, okay, what do I have to put my attention on first, right? What keeps people safe? What is it that, you know, what keeps you safe in a room when you're interacting with someone? What makes people feel comfortable in what's going on? Because if there's anxiety or overwhelm with the person that you're talking to or yourself, no one can hear what you're saying. So you want to make sure you're setting the stage that fear has been cleared and you're always going to have a little bit of that fear within you, right? Because you're not stretching yourself if you're not feeling that. That's why mm -hmm. I say feel that fear and do it anyway, because that's how you overcome fearful things is you're stepping into it and you're doing, you know, a lot of times when people share about things that are fearful, it's either because they heard something that was fearful. I mean, we're seeing a lot of this in the world right now. People are yeah. having fearful responses to things. But if they break it down and they start going, what do I have to be fearful to, right? I've been sick before. I've had been challenged before. I've had things that happened before. And we got on the other side of it. That's what makes you a strong person is that you overcome things, right? And so when, no matter what you are presented with and you go, you know what? We can do hard things. And you step forward and you break it down. That's how you get past that fear and you do it anyway. And so you don't want to have fear keep you back and then you're second guessing yourself and you get, you know, fearful. Um, and what's a, a really a good tool in getting past fear quicker is that you make a step quicker, right? And then mm. that's where you're not second guessing yourself. You've made a decision and you move forward. There's been all kinds of studies. Um, in fact, uh, Mel Robbins, her book on the five second rule about if you don't make a decision in five seconds, if you hesitate beyond that, then you start procrastinating, then you start second guessing yourself, and then you kind of have this, you know, effect that goes down that uh, undermines what you're doing. So when you step forward and you lean forward, you are getting rid of the fear because you're in action, you're in movement, and then your body is like, let's go, let's go. And so what's interesting, there's been a new, a recent study, in fact, since we recently had, uh, you know, the all the football games that are going on, there is what's called survival state where you are stressful, fearful, things are going on. And then there's an executive state where you are confident and you can make decisions. Well, what they have found is that when a quarterback is on the sidelines where you think they would be more calm, they're actually more stressed out because they're not doing anything, they're not moving, and they don't feel in control of the situation. 
when they check their heart rate, when they're actually on the field and they're in stressful situations and they're doing certain things, they are actually in control. They are calm and they are doing really, really well uh, because they are actually in action and they're doing something. So this translates into everything. And that's good news for people because a lot of times we think, well, if we're not doing anything, we can get more and more fearful. It's when we're in the doing and the action, when our body is like, let's go. That is awesome. Have you heard of the HeartMath Institute? Yes. Did Was that part of any of your training when you were in the police force? We were not doing that at the time, no. Okay. And, and just for the audience that doesn't know, the HeartMath Institute actually teaches exactly what you're talking about, about getting that, especially because as first responders, um, you know, your heart rate goes up so quickly. And so the idea is to bring it back into, I, th I believe they call it resonance. Um, I think that's what it is, where you connect the mind and the heart so that you can get back under control more quickly. So you're not flooding your body with those endorphins that will make you sick, like cortisol. And I think there's another one. I can't remember what it's called right now. So I was just curious because I knew that they had right. uh, rolled that out to a lot of um, police officers and firemen and stuff like that. Right. Well, one of the things that, uh, you know, me and my husband, you know, we have a, you know, a, a business where we're helping people like deescalate and to get into that state, um, not only for, you know, police officers, but firefighters and, <clears throat> excuse me, and teachers, right? Because you're in a situation, right? There's, there's so many things in the moment, you have to be able to calm yourself down. And one of the ways um, to do that is one, the deep breath and gratitude, because oh, you yes. cannot be in fear and gratitude at the same time. So, you know, and even laughter, right? And so sometimes you think, oh, well, this is not an appropriate situation for something, but anytime you can make things lighter, it aligns your body to then be able to be present because all, all roads lead to being present, right? Because yes. if you are in fear, you are either thinking in the future or you're worried about something that hasn't worked in the past and you're not present to the moment that's in front of you right now. So you have tools like taking a deep breath, having a sense of gratitude, having some laughter. Those are things that help the body get into alignment really quick so that you can be present and then you can move past that fear. That is so good. That is such good stuff. And I love the fact that when you laugh, whether you're fake laughing or real laughing, your mind doesn't know the difference. Yes. So I highly recommend everybody engage with a laughter coach. Right. They, they are I have, out there. I have something funny that used to happen when I used to wear a patrol, or when I worked patrol, I was the only woman on my squad um, at the time. And as a moment, and we didn't know all of this at the time, but we kind of intuitively did this, is I remember certain times when we would knock on a, on a door when it was like an intense situation and there were several you know, officers there. I would always have somebody on my squad be like, okay, everybody said, everybody said, and they'd like, Diane, lipstick. And I always keep my lipstick in the front and I like put my lipstick on. I go, you know, you never know when there's going to be a moment. And I did it for levity, right? And so I would do that. And then there was like, you could kind of laugh for a moment and then people could settle down yeah. for an emergency that's coming up right away, right? So before you move in, it was kind of like, okay, we can take a deep breath. We can have like a little bit of levity before we get into something that could be like really serious that we have to be present in. Absolutely. Yeah, that's beautiful. So I kind of want to go back to something that you said earlier about how, you know, it's not the candidate just getting interviewed, the candidates interviewing the company as well. And I think that's so important. I really do. I just had a uh, episode happen a couple of weeks ago, I think, where I had a candidate interview with a company. And when she came out, you know, and you've got to read the room too, right? You've got to know when you're annoying somebody that you're talking to. 
but there were, she was being interviewed by two different people and one of the guys was sitting there and rolling his eyes at her. One of the hiring managers. I'm like, well, that's not a buying sign, you know? <laughs> right, but, right. So, but this is a good opportunity, right? Because if you're reading the room and you're seeing what's going on right now, uh, you, you have to be mindful of what did you possibly say? And also a lot of times it's not about us. Yep. Who knows what's going on in that person and what's happening with them? I mean, I'm a little bit more direct. And so for me, like if that would happen, um, I would usually say something like, um, uh, did that trigger something for you? Would you would you like to share from me? Would you like me to expand something on that? Or would you like to, you know, share where, where you're coming from on that? Like I bring them into it, you know? And so that way, um, you know, they're not just going, okay, they're already thinking next, right, of, of what they said. And it also puts them in check to be like, okay, I'm giving you my time. I've prepared in a lot of way for this. I expect you to be present and to be respectful of what's going on and how you are in that. And you don't want to be rude, right? You, you want to be respectful as well, but they also get to see how you interact with people and what your boundaries are. Oh, and boundaries are so important from the very beginning. So, um, so a couple more questions for you. Um, sometimes it can be hard for job seekers to decipher that voice in their head. We kind of talked or listen to their gut, right? Um, and so how do they determine if it's like an internal warning alarm about the role or simply the fear of the unknown? You know, how can the job seeker determine what their inner voice is truly trying to tell them about this role? Right, right. So for me, that that inner voice, and, and people can call it whatever they want. For me, it, it's God. That's God speaking directly to me. You know, for some people, they call it, you know, the universe. That mm -hmm. is like, you know, their internal system. I and mean, whatever way you look at it, we were created to be able to decipher what's happening around us. It's how people have protected themselves over time is when they notice what is happening around them and they can have good like reaction around them. So, you know, part of it is, again, you have to practice that. So when you have something that happens, you want to be like, okay, give yourself a minute to go, okay, am I, is this something fearful or is this something I'm being warned on? Or, you know, is it repeating what's happening, you know, around me? So you have to be able to decipher. And, and one of the things that I've found is that if you're getting a message from God, from your intuition, from your true self that is uh, giving you some information that it's clear. It's clear, it's concise, and it's just given to you, right? If you have something that is trying to hold you back or trying to make it fearful or scare you out of a situation, it's chaotic, right? It's all, all kinds of stuff and you're not you're not even really present to the situation. You're thinking about, um, well, this bad thing could happen or that could happen. And there's all these other things that are going on. If there's like a lot of that happening, that's fear talking. That's not your intuition. So you want to be able to distinguish between clarity, crystal clear what's going on, or chaos of what's happening. And so sometimes we get both. Like we'll get that clarity, but then the chaos comes in because we're second guessing self. And that means you're not trusting yourself. So you have to have a bit of faith where you're leaning in to go, you know what, that didn't come up for no reason. And, you know, on a more serious note, I took a lot of cases where there were uh, physical assaults to women and every single person that I interviewed, and this is not to say that there is any fault on theirs. If anything, it's how sharp they are, is that they knew 
something was up before their attack. They mm. felt something was up. And, you know, whether they went to a bathroom or they were into a car or, or whatever had happened, they felt uneasy, but they didn't trust themselves enough. They thought maybe it would um, make somebody else uncomfortable or they didn't want to make a scene or whatever would happen, but they knew it. And so this, we've all had these different experiences where we've held back something on ourselves because of how it may look to other people. So we really have to get clear on what it is that we are, are listening to ourselves. because the more we trust ourselves, the more we show up more confident, you deal with fear better, you show up and you're that person who you are here meant to be. So we want to be able to listen to that and practice that so that you know the difference between a clear yes that's happening and the chaos of being afraid or scared. And that's practice. I love how you just define that. That is so good. I mean, I, that even put it into perspective for me about, you know, is it my intuition or is it, you know, the fear talking? So that is awesome. Okay. I want to talk about your podcast for just a second. So um, you have a podcast called The Spa Life and you have interviewed some really powerful people on this podcast, but I'm going to kind of put you on the spot here. So I want you to tell us about one interview that really impacted you and that you feel would offer the most guidance to our audience today. So thank you for that. So my podcast is called Live Your Spa Life and you had mentioned that the spa and spa life is seek power always. So for me that, it, again, it comes back to that intuition. It's about trusting yourself and, and why you're here on a, on a bigger level and then listening to those voices and um, being clear about that. Each year I have a, um, a different theme and this year I have uh, freedom fighters and people who are fighting for their freedom, they're standing for their freedom, whether it's, you know, health freedom, uh, you know, there, there's all different kinds of ways that we can show up in that way. Um, but one of the things in a, in a recent year one, and it, it comes to my mind because a lot of times I am um, very impassioned about bringing awareness to, um, to human trafficking, about rescuing children, and it's a tough subject for, for people to talk about and for people to even listen to. But uh, so I interview a lot of survivors and people who are really trying to to help. And, and I don't always get it right, you know, because there's a lot of conflicting information and a lot of things out there, but I really like to bring a voice to people um, to help. And there's one interview in particular that I'm thinking of, of Elizabeth Frazier, who was trafficked um, by her own family. And these are mm. things that people can't even imagine that that happens. But her whole experience and one of the things that she has done is she's created a whole line of, of empowerment bracelets for herself and for um, children that get rescued. And so what's so important about this is that no matter what happens in our journey, no matter what our experiences are, there's always a way to utilize that to uh, help support yourself. And that also gives inspiration to other people to, again, get through hard things, right? Now is every day. I mean, she has challenging times all the time over that, but we all do. Mm -hmm. But that's what's so great about listening to positive things and seeing people move through challenging things so that it also helps reinforce for us that no matter what's thrown at us, no matter what's going on, no matter what challenges are happening, whether you're depressed, overwhelmed, what's happening is that you can get through hard things. And that is a really big message that I have out there is we have to be able to support other people and meet them where they're at. Wow. I feel like that message was for me. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love that. And, you know, we always wrap up our show and that was beautiful. And thank you so much for sharing that. And, you know, this is actually kind of the second time that I've had a podcast host on who has brought up that topic and said that was probably the one that impacted them the most. And I'm sure there were others that impacted you as well, but that one is really, I mean, it really hits home with what we've been talking about today that you can face your fear and you can get through those hard times and you can come out on the other side. Right. So. Absolutely. Okay. So I am going to wrap this show up with our VIP questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so if you were chosen to be one of the first colonists on Mars, what three things or people would you take with you? Hmm. Well, people would be the key because to me, no matter where you're at, you got to be with your people. So for me, it would be my family. That all three slots, just your family. It would just be my family. That's Absolutely. awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. So I'm really curious about this. What is one thing you do each morning to set your day up for success? Uh, pray. You know, okay. For me, it's, uh, it's like having a message for the day. And, and one of the things is how I, I actually, um, build my intuition and build my knowingness is that every morning I actually write and I go, God, what message do you have for me? And so I actually put that into practice of, you know, listening to something, being able to hear clarity so that I can distinguish clear messages for me and what I'm doing and, and my assignment here in the world uh, versus the chaos that happens before I even step out the door. That's amazing. I love that. Okay. My final question. I cannot wait to hear the answers to this one too. If your life's work was being summarized in a news article, what would the headline be? <laughs> Do it anyway. Yes, of course. <laughs> I love it. Oh my goodness. How do people find you? Because I know they're going to want to. Oh, I'm on all the social media platforms. Uh, just look anywhere for my name. You can go to dianehalfman.com and that can link to my podcast, uh, to any information that you may want to have. Um, definitely listen to any of the episodes that are coming up. Some really amazing people. So uh, live your spa life uh, on any platform that you listen to your podcast. Amazing. This has been so much fun. And I do hope the conversation doesn't end here because I just love listening to you. But for now, I have one last thing to say to you. You are a VIP. Uh, thank you. Takes one to know one. And that's a wrap for today. Join us next week here on the We Are VIP podcast. We'd love to know how we can help you be a VIP. To find out more, log on to wearevip.com.